0: Welcome to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into these topics. Actually, what I know that we are we have actually passed the HBCU band kind of culture or not band culture, but that season and now everybody's going into band camp, which actually made me bring up some other thoughts that I had in my in my mind. It surely is not about band camp. We can talk about band camp another time because it's hot and I don't want to think about no band camp. I don't want to even imagine being out in band camp in one hundred and three hundred and four hundred and five hundred six degree weather. That's just not what I am about. I ain't gonna talk about that, but I will. And we will talk about college life because I think that's very interesting right now um and and the ideas in the thought process of college so let's go ahead and get into it um so here's your here's the first question and, and my obviously we're gonna go back and forth but why did you choose an hbcu
1: um
2: to be honest with you i chose pv before i put pv in the realm of HBCUs. so i knew about pv before i knew about quote-unquote hbcu's so I chose PV because I wanted to dance. So my answer is a little bit different. Now, I'm glad I chose where I went. Um, but like I said, I ch- it wasn't that I sought after HBCUs because I wasn't really as aware as I could have been. Um, neither my mother or my father went to an HBCU. So, you know, it's, it's not like that was something that was passed down. So I... Frankly, just chose because I want to be out there
0: on the 50 dancing. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. uh Walter's Walter's podcast, uh, brother Walter. His name is his podcast is two cent, two cent. You call it. <laughs> you call it. I don't know that. I, I don't know. Oh, it seems like a bunch of liquor. God dang, this is what happens when you got a lot of here. Anyway, seems like some liquor. uh But yeah, two two cent. You call it. That's that's Walter's podcast. Um, why I chose HBCU Real Talk, I honestly didn't know like anything else,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and and it's not even like you know, I was just completely oblivious to predominantly white institutions and things like that because my mother, uh, she did go to U of H, she did get, uh, I think it was her master's degree from U of H or another undergraduate degree from U of H, but she also went to ULM. Uh, so I honestly knew about predominantly white institutions but in the realm of like the spectrum of like college life and band and stuff like that i i I really didn't know anything about a predominantly white only thing i knew was which hbcus um it was interesting going through my garage today or not today but monday and tuesday because i had the chance and i i typically do this maybe about once every two years i had the chance to pull out some of my um my applications and and Um, scholarship letters and it was interesting to see the number of HBCUs that I did apply to but then I'm when now that I'm older I I always I'm looking back now and I'm like why why just an HBCU Hmm.
1: um
0: so I, I I really just did not and and was completely unaware of what predominantly white institution bands were and the the truth of the matter is you don't ever really see them come to your school to recruit
3: you
2: See, that's a good point, because I was just about to try and figure out if I can put myself back where I was when I was in school. And the only really, quote-unquote, recruitment that I knew of was van-related. It was everybody that was come ba- coming back that went to Townview, that was coming back from their respective schools, and that is just what we knew as, quote-unquote, recruitment. Of course, a lot of people went to PV. We have people that came back. from Grambling, from uh, Langston, maybe. I'm not really sure, but in and of itself, those are still HBCUs, so I don't know. I guess I was just kind of surrounded by it, but that's really, really true. I don't know how many HBCUs, and maybe it's better in today's time, but not that I can think of, but also maybe it has to do with the school that I went to in general, that I went to a magnet school that not a lot of HBCUs were reaching out or going that route, per se, so I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, my dad went to Grambling. Um, my sister went to University of Houston. So, I mean, it's like I was aware, but I was like, girl, please. One, I was 17 going to school, right? So I, I wasn't able to go far to begin with because my mom was like, no, we're not doing that out-of-state stuff. But um, I'm too young. But two, it was really more just like, I want to be a fox. So that's exactly where I'm going.
1: Yeah,
0: you were determined just to be a fox. I mean, which is fair. Um, You know, like I said, for me as a band person, as a trumpet player, as a screamer, when I was in college, I mean, not college, when I was in high school, I only looked up real talk, screaming demons and Trump funk. That's all I knew. And I always wanted to actually be Trump funk. I wanted to go to Jackson State and be Mm -hmm. Trump funk. Um, But when the opportunity came for me to do it, um my the story really goes my boys that i my crab brothers that i came with in high school they were going to go to jackson originally and i was going to go with them
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: but then randomly at the last minute they made a decision that they were going to go to southern so they ended up going to southern uh and i was like "Eh, i don't want to go to southern i'm good you know um and really i just didn't want to go where other people who had come from my school had gone Uh, the typical places so most of them were either going to texas southern southern or prairie view Mm
1: -hmm. and i
0: just didn't want to go there um so yeah but but on average predominantly white institutions unless it's a college fair don't come to schools to recruit like you don't physically see band directors walking into band Mm -hmm. rooms to recruit students so i think that is the other reason that you that you know, I specifically chose HBCU and why I didn't or was not aware of predominantly white institutions because you don't see them. Sure. So I guess for me, I guess my question would be, why is it that you do see, don't see uh, those, you know, band directors and things or, or, or recruiters from predominantly white institutions walking into band room, walking into dance room classes, walking into auxiliary, you know, classes and, and, and coming into those, those spaces and actually recruiting?
2: I think that it I can only speak for my frame of reference of course and I would like to say that possibly there's potential depending on what schools you're going to right so maybe had I went to I don't even know what would have been quote-unquote a predominantly white or a white school within Dallas I went to Townview it was very much it's a magnet school but when you think about Um, The demographics of it all, there were a lot of black people that went there and the band in and of itself was pretty, I mean, you know, pretty, you know. Anyways, so I think that maybe that has something to do with it because when I think about it now, like Dr. Zachary, right? He's very, very big on recruitment and has made it Something to where he goes back and they do these tours, right, to be able to to give that type of exposure or recruitment. I don't know what the quote unquote white schools may be around town, but possibly schools like, I don't know, USC or whom whomever, Ohio State, maybe they're going to those types of schools. Maybe they're going to the Mansfield schools and the Plano schools or whom have you. But I wasn't there, so I'm not exactly sure. So that would only be my thought process is that I think it just maybe comes down to where you're going to school. Because why would technically an Ohio State come to Little Low Town View or go to SOC or something like
1: that?
0: So I'll say this, you know, uh, I just worked recently for one of the top uh, programs in the state of Texas mm-hmm. um, out in Duncanville. and. They didn't come there either, but those kids go there. Mm. You know, those kids participate, and those t- those kids go to UNT and they go to uh, Sam Houston and they go to SMU. Like they go to these places, but they don't. They don't come in. You know, into the band room, and you know, they don't have this bu- huge announcement. Band director from UNT is going to be here, so y'all make sure y'all try. Like it, it, it just didn't happen at all. But they, but they go to those schools, um, and I think. I don't know. I I don't know if it's a sense of like we know they're gonna come anyway.
1: Yeah, that's
2: who that was gonna be my next point. Do they they probably feel like they don't have to? Why waste the time and money? My school and then our name that we've made for ourselves is what it is. So if people want to come, they're gonna come regardless. The numbers are not going to waver based off of did I make sure that I went to the northeastern region, the northwestern region, the southern region, what have you? We are. Ohio State we are a little whoever the folks gonna come so that's that's bullet number two
0: so is that a fair approach to take with HBCUs why why is it that HBCUs can't take that approach
2: I think it depends on which HBCU we talking about my friend <laughs> I,
0: I think uh, uh, so you think that if
2: you really want to get into it I think it depends on which
1: HBCU we talking about
0: so you're basically saying, in a nutshell, if, and I'm just going to spitball some out here, obviously, you know, I'm going to name Southern.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If Southern, Jackson, I'll throw Alcorn in the group
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll even, and, and, and I'll be fair. I'll even throw PV in the group. And the only reason I'm throwing PV in the group is because we've seen the numbers grow at Prairie View. Sure. So in, in in the past couple of years as a matter of fact so if we take those four schools out of it and we say they never recruit you mean to tell me that schools like in texas southern and schools like langston and um i'll say it, texas college uh <laughs> kentucky state like these schools will never get kids unless they go out and recruit
2: i do not say never say never, but I do think that there is a scalable difference between the size of these programs year over year. I do think that, and even if they do go out and recruit, right, because I think it goes back down to a lot of the kids that are coming from or coming to these HBCUs are needing what? Funds, they're needing support. So I think it also depends on what type of pockets, how deep these folks' pockets are too. And of course, the bigger the program, sometimes the bigger the pockets. So I think that has something to do with it, too. And I think it's the overall approach. We've talked about it shows behind. It's really what's appealing to the folks. It's really, okay, well, do I get to go out here and do a little dance, do a little one-two? Or do I get to have fun of it all? Do I get to travel? Do I get to... There are so many different things. But to answer your original question, yes, I do think that as long as these larger, well-funded, entertaining... Um loud programs continue to thrive? Absolutely. It's going to be hard for the smaller programs, recruiting or not, to be able to break through and expand those numbers. Now, I think FAMU is a little bit different because you're going off of legacy and you're going off of some well.
0: I'm about to say, wait, like, wait a minute now. That because yeah, don't, like, mm-hmm. don't most of these schools have legacies? Don't most of these schools have a history? I mean, let's, let's, sure, really be real. but no, let's, let's be real. Let's, okay. let's be real. Mississippi Valley has a history of being a, a pretty good program. Okay. They had numbers.
1: Okay. But they
0: don't have numbers anymore. Okay. Uh, shout out to Mississippi Valley. Cause I know they just got a new director. Um, but I'm just saying in general, they've had a good program. Sure. So they have history. They have legacy. So where where does that history and legacy not matter anymore to where they they, you know, can't no longer they have to now go out and physically recruit? I mean, yeah, that's
2: a good question. I don't know the answer to that, but that's a good question, because when you break it down to it, I don't know where thing where the shift occurred. Right, because there's obviously been a shift and a transition over the years. Whether we've had numbers go up and down, even in our own program, even at PV, numbers have year over year typically have gone up, but we've still have seen some shifts that have happened. And it's just shifting style, shifting. I was gonna say management. I'm thinking about work. Shifting um, <laughs> shifting leadership. Still
0: that, that's still management. regardless. I mean, of sure,
2: shifting leadership, um layers it's layers to this conversation for sure
0: yeah i just i, I you know that that that's something that does bother me and, and when i was teaching out there uh that's one of the things that i thought about like being there i never even even when i was teaching in in dallas independent school district and i was there i found it really interesting i would because i i'm I'm equal opportunity all the way. Like anybody knows me, I'm not just gonna pump the HBCU. I'm gonna pump all programs, and I always say, choose the program that's best for you, that's going to benefit you in the long run. That's what I've always told my students. Um, so I would put posters in the room of Texas Tech, obviously, because I I graduated from there. But you know, I would put posters up. Well, no, I would Texas Tech. I would put posters of. Sam Houston, but I have posters of stuff from like other HBCUs. I don't, but though, those, those HBCUs will send emails and call and be like, Hey, we're doing a tour. We're going to recruit the predominantly white institutions. They hit you with the poster daddy. They send you the information on the band camp stuff. And that's pretty basically about it. They don't do nothing else. And I just find it very interesting. The fact that there is this, I don't want to say arrogance, but there's this like prestige of we don't gotta come around sure. and rec- try to recruit you because we know you're gonna come anyway. But I think that there is a little bit to what you said and in relation to the change, right? Um, and the shifts in these programs, the consistency, fam you, regardless of the situation, has been consistent.
1: Sure.
4: You
0: know that you're gonna get that rattle, you know you they're gonna come out on the field the same way. They're gonna give you the same, you know, a pretty decent or same type of show. You know, without a shadow of a doubt, Southern is not gonna change, southern is gonna be Southern, Southern's gonna Southern,
1: mm-hmm. Jackson
0: is going Jackson, mm-hmm. and I think that in, in in totality, I think that there is some truth to, to what you're saying because there's a consistency of what they do. You look at these predominantly white institutions and their programs, they don't shift in what they do, they are consistent across the board and that's what people gravitate to. I think those kids and I'm I'm just assuming, I think those kids see that and they see these programs doing the same thing and that's just what they're interested in. So,
2: potentially, yeah, I feel that. I think possibly region or 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 who's who within a particular state has to could possibly have something to do with it. But then also when I think about the predominantly white schools, I take it a little bit further than just the band experience as well. A lot of people still go and say that though the PWI degrees, a an education from a PWI is on a higher scale and a higher level than that of the HBCU, therefore, yes, I may miss out on my band experience, or I may get A portion of a band experience if i'm going if i'm switching styles but at the end of the day my degree that piece of paper is going to have a particular name on it and so at the end of the day that's what i care the most about and i'm going to go that route i think that is potentially another factor of it as well
0: yeah i think and and we we can dive into that a little bit more uh, because i I, the next topic is, is actually going slightly into that so with that being said let's switch over to the next topic welcome everybody to talk that talk where we have the unfiltered unscripted uncomfortable conversations about yeah go ahead and get your drink band hbcu band culture music music education and more when y'all go ahead and tap that like daddy as soon as y'all come in and also please make sure you subscribe to the passion is network this episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks just type in real talk that talk except for on apple Podcasts, where you just need to type in talk that talk it'll pop right up you'll see all five of our beautiful faces all right so going in and continuing that conversation is there a such thing as a bs degree is
1: no, there is no, no, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> is there a such thing as a bs degree oh lord uh oh. <laughs>
2: Um. So, yikes! This is not okay. Because, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do the what are the uh what do the football players have a degree in? It's like co- collegiate physical education. <laughs> collegiate I mean, degree. I'm
0: not even gonna ask. I, I mean, I don't know.
2: Walter well, <laughs> put it in the comments. He know what I'm talking about. Whatever. Yeah, I have it, no idea. We would always say a lot of the the football players have this. They their major was I can't think of it right now um yes potentially i don't know i'm on the fence because being on the outside and having worked in corporate and knowing the eyes and is that it's like you can really kinesiology hello thank you um and it's a kinesiology uh
0: kinesio kinesiology yeah kinesiotherapy kinesiology yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah all right see i mean honestly those who don't know a lot of folks I've heard people say that music degrees are bullshit degrees. Um, they, those who don't really know the odds and ends that it takes, health, human performance, health and human performance. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Um, I think that the masses will say it. I think that potentially, yes, but I don't think it, that has to be your end all. I mean, my degree is in psychology. You can say that it's a, a BS degree because depending on if you don't plan to go to school, and achieve your master's or, or, or get your PhD, then what are you really using it for? I mean, I, we could break down the sciences of that, but I say, yeah, I'm just going to say yes and no. I'm just going to say yes and no.
0: <laughs> so let me read this and, and then we'll dive deeper into this 15 worst college majors for a lucrative career. Number 15,
5: advertising. All right, 14, mm-hmm. animal science. 13, athletic training. Uh
0: 12, fashion merchant. There's a fashion merchandising degree?
2: Absolutely.
0: Never think, knew that. I Never. think it's
2: a um I'll look it up. Go ahead.
0: Uh 11, religious studies.
5: Number 10, hospitality and tourism. Number nine, fashion design. Number eight, paralegal studies. Number seven, art history. Number six, art. Number five, theater. Number four, graphic design. Number three, culinary arts. Number two,
0: radio and television and coming in at number one photography
2: and these are considered the, the top 15 bs degrees for a lucrative career
0: this is this is from uh kiplinger kiplinger.com this is 15 worst college majors for a lucrative degree
2: when was this published or uh, or, or cited or or
0: i got you hold up yeah, i want to make sure i get uh this was in 2019
2: because i was gonna say for graphic design to be on there
0: that's i think but but here's the thing because i'm questioning some of those things in there you know uh sure. but i also think i also think that some of the things that are in there are degrees in which are massively competitive like so the photography game right like mm-hmm. And this is because, and this is no slight to ever, to to photographers, but it's almost like photography now. Anybody is just like I'm gonna go pick up a camera and be a photographer. Sure. Like, like my, it's really. I mean, I'm gonna say this. My line brother from high school, he's a photographer, mm-hmm. but he ain't go to school for that. Mm-hmm. It was. It's almost like when I started being a DJ. I started DJing when I was 16. Um. And when I started DJing, I, you know, I started out on an original belt drive turntable, and and uh, you know crates and all that. So I I I started from the grits, and so as I was coming up being a DJ, like I worked hard at that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: now it's almost like, for well, shit, I can go buy the new N60 whatever, and put that together and throw some mute some MP3s in there, and I can call my, my myself DJ blah 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 you know and so you end up losing money because it now it's so easily accessible and it's massively competitive. So I think that a lot of those degrees in which were mentioned on there are just com- massively competitive to where the 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 market is super saturated and it's almost difficult to to really, you know, make money off of it. Let me see. Let me I'm going to look up another one up. But go ahead. What were you going to say?
2: Um well, you, you you switched directions. I thought that you were going somewhere else, um, but you didn't. So,
0: no, go ahead where you thought I was going, because we're we going to hit it all.
2: Oh, no, because I was going to say, does um, Garrett, uh, does he have a, a degree in social media? Now, I don't know if he has a communications degree, whomever, but I was going to say, basically, if it's a BS degree or whatever, and you still decide to use your talents or your hobbies to be able to make it your 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 life's purpose or what have you then i mean it is what it is that's why i say yes and no to the whole bs degree because sometimes at the end of the day i may not i I don't know what i want to do in life but i know for me to be able to quote unquote get ahead or for at least for me to be able to get some type of job to start myself off that i need to have a degree right now a lot of the um a lot of job descriptions are just asking for a bachelor's degree. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a particular field. And I mean, it's a finesse world. I can You'll finesse and make my degree or make my whatever, do what it do and do what it needs to to be able to get the jobs and be able to at least put myself in the same community as the jobs that I need. I'm speaking for an experience because I go from psychology to, 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 to software. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So.
0: But I think here's the, here's the other part about that. You said something that just really touched inside of my soul and my spirit. What? Uh, so the goalposts keep moving though. You know what I'm saying? At one time it was like, you just need a high school diploma to do some of it. Now it's like, you, well, then next it was like, you need a bachelor's degree to do X. Ex- now a lot of people are like, yo, you need a master's degree.
2: I feel I almost felt you because now I would say that that's wrong. I say at one point, yes, we were at like, well, I got to get my master's to even be in the 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 realm of people where it was just a bachelor's degree. Or now they're often people with master's degree um, entry level positions. But as much as STEM is taking over, well, I would say tech is taking over and you necessarily don't have to have a degree in tech to really make it. And that's why I say yes. To some extent, I guess I think it depends on where you're trying to go. I, I think it. I think it really depends on where you're trying to go, who you have in your back pocket, and how good of a mouth you got on you.
0: Pause. Um, no, but yeah, please pause. But uh, but no, I, I, I can't
1: believe I what think, you said that. You can't. Hey, I'm just saying
0: you can't That's say that. I know what I mean. I know what you meant. I'm just saying you can't say that. But. I uh know. No, you good, but no, I think you say something that's that's true. You know, STEM, like regardless of of how we try to slice it, STEM is where the money's at.
1: Oh, for sure. You know,
0: um, I've I've you know I watch a lot of podcasts and a lot of shows, and a lot of them are like, "Yo, man, look, I know y'all want to try to go and do the stuff that you love and what you like, but you going to getting a degree in basket weaving, and you can't figure out why you ain't making X Y amount of dollars. You can't." you can't think that you're going to be the, as successful as you want to be and you not in STEM. That's where the money is. Everything else is like, you just trying to be fluffy. Yeah. I mean, the, the truth is, music is the same way. As a music, as a person who graduated in music, and music education, it's one, super saturated. Two, massively competitive. Three, if you ain't gigging or... Mm. I mean, you, you going to be working hard, bro. Like, and and I'm not saying that no other situation, you're not going to work hard. But what I'm saying is you gonna. they just put up a post in Facebook. I don't know if anybody's seen this, anybody out there who's watching, they just put a post up in Facebook talking about the pay scale for North Carolina, um, educators Mm-hmm. they like super excited they posted this just join up i'm gonna see if i can find it in a second but they posted this join up like yeah we're 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 moving forward with our, our north carolina education the starting pay if i'm not mistaken was like 30 they said the 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 way the the pay that it used to be i think was like thirty five thousand dollars starting for pay for an educator
2: Child, the bus drivers in Plano ISD get paid twenty five dollars an hour. Twenty three
0: dollars. Listen, when I saw that, I was like, "That's got to be the biggest slap in the face that I've ever seen in my life." And then they had next to it the new the new starting pay,
2: thirty seven thousand. Tough. But, Come on, two thousand. Come on, more dollars, like. yes,
0: but I
1: needed
0: this. But here is the unfortunate thing, right? as black people as people of color when we go in and we get into the our universities and all this kind of stuff are we having these conversations with our students as teachers are we having these conversations with our kids as as adults right like are we telling them is like are are we saying hey look i know you want to do this but you want to try to do something that sustains you right and then, if we are having that conversation, is that helping or is that hurting? Right, because I, I know me as a parent, I always want to make sure that I'm fueling my kids' dreams and my kids' passion. But I also want to make sure that they survive. Like you know what I'm saying? Like sure. my kids, I, I'm I, I'm I'm a slightly different parent. My kids will always be welcome in my house, but I want to make sure that they can still sustain themselves. But you know, I I, I want to make sure that they can live and survive. And and if you go and get a freaking F- florist degree you know what i'm saying or, or or crocheting degree i'm gonna sit back and be like bro like nah, nah we we gotta find something else my guy like that's not gonna work
2: sure i mean i'm with you when you were saying that my thought went to if we have these conversations right now let's say let's go let's go back to the side where A degree may not necessarily mean that you're going to have the lifestyle that you want and a lot of people are becoming entrepreneurs or they're making these businesses offer their talents or offer their side hustles younger and younger and they're starting to establish these platforms especially with social media to where they're making dollars um way before an astronomical amount of dollars than you know we've ever seen before yes there's still few and far between but I mean, it's it, it's so prevalent to be able to go viral or for these things to happen and for you to get the the platform that you're wanting than it than it used to be. So, all that to say, if we do have these conversations, ultimately, do we think that H or not HBCUs? But well, yeah. Let's just say HBCUs or the bands in general will technically suffer, right? Because what if everybody's like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to code while I'm in high school or whatever. I ain't even got to go to school because I could be making hundreds of thousands, of gajillion million dollars while, before I even leave the house, before I even turn 18 or, or what have you. And I don't even have to go to school. I don't even have to do whatever because I can sustain my life and my mama's life, too. And I don't, I ain't got to put out. Put out. I don't have to put
0: out. <laughs> I mean, okay. hey, if you're trying to make that money, you're going to have to put out at some point. I'm just saying. You,
2: something's going to have to get put out <laughs> one See, way that's... or another. But I mean, have
0: that, to
1: put out.
2: that makes me think about that as well. At some point, is our culture going to dry up? If I mean, because honestly, if we're just going to say it,
1: if, uh,
2: the, the black folks is going to always do it better than the other folks.
1: And no ifs ands, buts about it. If
5: you te- teach the blacks, we the blacks how to do a little
0: something. Mm, see, so I, I'm I'm gonna agree with Walter too, right? It's not necessarily well, only, it's not necessarily only at HBCUs. It's really not. Well,
2: sure, um, I can agree with that. You know,
0: BS degrees, in my personal opinion, for those who do believe in BS degrees, are everywhere. Yes. Uh, but I think that we I don't, I don't know. Well, let me let me post this up and then we get back to it. So this is it right here. If y'all can see that previous annual salary starting pay for a teacher thirty five nine twenty that there be full taxes.
2: I've been saying that that uh, increase ain't nothing but taxes and it ain't even all of the taxes.
0: Listen, I Usually when they hit you with a thousand dollar degree of a thousand dollar increase, you only getting maybe about 50 to hundred <laughs> extra on your check.
2: If that, it'll if pin that. on such a benefits looking like.
0: That's what I'm saying. So yeah. if, if real talk, if That's you have wild. a family, if you have a family,
5: I'll say of three, you, your wife and your child, not even adding the dog that ain't coming at
0: my guy. And then they're happy about this extra increase.
5: They're like, oh, yeah. Listen.
1: we really about to give it to them.
5: When I started teaching in the state of Texas,
0: my, my starting pay was where it said 25 plus. That was my starting pay in the state of Texas. The fact that North
5: Carolina is doing that, that is just abysmal. Yeah, It's abysmal. And yeah, it's absolutely
0: ridiculous. But that goes back into what we're we're talking about the 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 idea that there were there are some BS degrees and music is on there. Let me let me look. Let me pull up this other one. Uh, this is this is in 2022. This is from WealthyDiligence.com. Ten worst majors in careers in 2022. Lowest paying careers uh so let's see if uh some of the same ones from 2019 uh are on this 2022 number one starting off the list hospitality and tourism average salary is twenty four thousand dollars. what is come on you tell me what is hospitality and tourism what is that like do you just work in hotels all day i don't know what that is i think
2: it yeah i think it has to do with that and like travel agencies and things of that nature i think
0: Okay, I I don't know. I, I I see that. I think U of H has a hospitality degree where they have they also have a hotel on the campus, and I think the hospitality students work in the hotel. So I'm assuming that that's what that is. Uh, number two, theology and religious studies. So if you're mm-hmm. trying to go be somebody pastor, you doing it cause you love the Lord. And I hey, listen, I love the Lord. No, no, I am not going to the
2: Specifically. Home. and you got a few mustard seeds of faith. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, uh, number three, social work.
2: Uh, mm. Mm.
0: they say the starting average salary is $37,000. And that's
2: ridiculous. Um, yeah. based off of what them folks gotta go through.
0: Listen, uh, human serv. number four, human services and community organizations. Uh, so these are like substance abuse counselors, rehabilitation ca- counselors. They, the, the average salary is 38000 Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I got to put it out there because this is what it says. Education's number five. Average salary is $39,000. <sighs> education. So, I mean, I'm going to have to go, when it comes to this education thing, it really is exactly the thing that, um kwan always talks about it. you got to do it because you love it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that's not to say that everywhere pays 30 38 39,000 but that is to say that we all know that educators don't get their fair shake for what they deal with on a consistent basis now can you make more in education yeah i mean but that's if you if you went to school to be a teacher period point blank Eh, that's where you're going pretty basically stay, whatever it is, whatever that is. But if you're trying to go up, be an administrator, um, um, being a um, curriculum coordinator, all that kind of stuff, moving up the ladder, you have the possibility to make a lot of money or or a little bit more money. But the truth is, a lot of people didn't want to do that. A lot of people just wanted to to be in there with them babies and and get cussed out. All right, number six, um, animal science
5: number seven health and fitness number eight you want to hear number eight psychology starting pay average well average pay forty two
0: thousand dollars uh number nine criminal justice number ten Number ten is arts, design, visual, and performing arts, so that's that's going back to graphic design, photography, fashion, design, illustrator painting, acting, blah 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 blah, blah blah so yeah it, this is this is sad it's sad, but it's it's also sad because of the fact that we are I just don't know how how do you move. Out of that idea and that thought process, thought process of calling that or looking at that as a BS degree, how do you move out of that thought process of telling a kid, "Well, I know that you like this, but you should be doing this." How do you, how do you do that? How do you navigate through that and and get a, a and get a kid to to truly understand that?
5: You just tell them.
2: I mean, uh, mind you, this is coming from somebody who's not a parent, but I say that to say like with my nieces, right? Or with me, my father told me when I went to, or even before I went to PV, he said, as a black woman, you need to go into engineering or architecture. By the time you get out of school, it would behoove you to do so. My black ass ain't listening. Went straight on to that psychology because I was too busy trying to be on the 50 yard line, shaking them fringes. Okay. But I see now. But when it comes to my nieces, I'm telling their mothers, my, my sister has a master's degree. She's telling the same thing. In terms of STEM, or look what you can do. Maybe it's so I don't know. The, the The kids these days are a little bit smarter, a lot smarter than we give them credit for. They got things like TikTok or, and all this other type of stuff. And I think that they do honestly but
0: understand. See, that's, that's, but that's the thing, right? What? So here's the thing about that right so first of all i i i think the kids are smarter mm-hmm. well i think the kids are smart i'm not gonna sit up here and say they're smarter but i think they're smart but mm-hmm. I but i also think that they are oblivious i think sure. they're intelligently oblivious uh, they do believe that tiktok and, and life are the the saving grace and the rationale and the the financial freedom that they want, right? Sure. But one, just like anything else, TikTok is massively competitive. Right. Right. And 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 before I go on to everything else, I'm gonna say I had a student like that. Like I had a student who refused to do the work. Like I would come in and I'd say hey play this, do this. Mr. Luke, I ain't trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well what are you planning on doing with yourself? You know, because I, I don't mind talking to these kids and trying to figure out. I'm like, what do you plan on doing with yourself? Well, shoot. I mean, I could just go on YouTube. I mean, I ain't gotta be, you know, I'm a I can just get on YouTube and do hair tutorials and blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, you do realize, and I'm telling her, and I'm telling her coming from someone who's doing YouTube, right? Sure. Like who gets this stuff. Sure. I said, you do realize like this is difficult. It's not something that you just you can wake up and then you pop in and then you it, it just happens. You actually have to plan, you gotta market, you gotta, you gotta social media, you gotta do all of that. So you don't just post and go. Like there are things that you have to do to be considered even worth watching. And it's competitive. Everybody, especially what you want to do, you want to do the same thing. And I and I and I have to, and I'm not gonna say it to be rude or or whatever, but we you wanna do the same thing that most black women are doing right now. Hair, nails, eyelashes. I mean, and we just gonna keep it a buck. You want to go out and get on YouTube and do that same thing, and then you what are you going to do to stand out above the rest, right? So they don't they don't realize that they think that the TikTok is the end all be all. The other part about that is it's quick, it's fleeting. Once you get it, let's say, let's say you did happen to make it, right? You are that one random person who goes
5: viral. All right. What are you going to do after that? Sure. You get your bread. What are you going to do after that? Are you going, do you
0: know about investing? Do you know about IULs? Do you know about these things that are going to continue to allow your money to keep growing? Or are you just going to do it and say, I have made it now? Right. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I, I don't know. I think that there's a big issue when we start looking in, in, in those avenues. But I also think there's an issue when we ain't telling these kids, like, yo, there are some degrees out there that just phone in. I don't know.
2: I mean, I feel you. I think, honestly, it's just a whole melting pot of sin. help. Help us. Because who really has the answers? Because, I mean, truly, right? So you can say, okay, hey, just like my father told me, this is probably what you need to do. Look at these statistics. Look at this down the third, right? I started off, I was like, okay, I'm not going to pick a major yet. In school, even if your mother, if your mother is the type or a father whomever, your guardian is willing to, to, when you're a freshman or when you're entering school, sign you up for whatever class, I don't even know how it works these days, or, or enter you into what degree as an adult. You Once you get on that campus, you can change around your degree, this, that, and the third, your, your general studies versus picking, uh, nominating a major or what have you as many times as you want to. So I really think it's more so just doing your due diligence. But at the end of the day, it's also a little bit of just figuring out it as you go, because we've all had to do it. I don't think the majority of us are doing what we thought we were going to do, or at least not in the, the scale in which we thought we were going to be doing it. And I think it's just a lot of trial and error. It's just honestly a piece of it as well. You can encourage as much as you want to. You can try and show as much as you want to develop and you know kind of be a community for someone or some or or, or a people but at the end of the day they're gonna end up what doing what they want to do. Again, I ain't got no kids. Call me Mrs. Dog Lady, I ain't got no kids. So I don't really know what it's like to parent. I'ma say that again and again and again. But it's,
0: it's not as easy as people think, I'll tell you that.
2: Why you think I'm Mrs. Dog Lady?
0: Uh I think you can do it. I can tell you that.
1: Send help
0: okay <laughs> please On <No. laughs> uh, the main line okay so first of all yeah you're right walter um no who who knows to do that at 17 you're absolutely right um i could tell you at 17 I, all i wanted to do was be a band director because that's what my, my my mentor did i looked up to him i thought he was extra dope and super cool that's what i want to do you know, blah, 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 blah. So I you going into something that's actually part of You keep leading into these next topics, man. You, you're such yeah. a natural at this. Man,
1: look at this. You, look you, at that. You
0: better you. get that dirt off your shoulder, Jay-Z. All right, here we go. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBC, band, culture, music, music, education, and more. Man, y'all go ahead and smash that like that, especially for this conversation that we're having today. All right, also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network. And turn on notifications. This episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks. Just type in Real Talk That Talk. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, type in Talk That Talk. and It'll come up right for you. All right? Um, let's go ahead and get to the, the next topic of the night. I mean, we didn't have this conversation about BS degrees. And as a matter of fact, before I before I um, go to the next topic, I'll say this too. A lot of people don't know. I do have a music education degree, but my music education degree is also a media. So I have a media degree. So the reason why a lot of people are like, man, you know, you know how to do this? You know, I kind of know how to do that because I've been in a lot of different situations because of the degree. Um, you know, between, like I said, I started DJing at 16, but between that and doing videos, you know, I used to do videos for Norfolk State, the Spartan Legion band for a while. I did graphic design. I did all of it, so you know my degree in some type of way helped me, but it's still to me, um, and the totality of the degree, the degree, still, still kind of a BS degree. All right. Uh, so here we go. So let's go to the next topic.
5: Um, did you feel prepared leaving college? Did to you do
1: what? Feel-
5: <laughs> exactly exactly did you feel prepared leaving
0: college
2: no i didn't know what i was about to do i stayed in college an extra semester just so i wouldn't have to leave i picked up a minor in communications call it a bs degree or a bs minor just so i i was not ready to face the real world i i chose psychology by that point I had already fallen out of love with it I knew I was not about to pursue it I didn't really see myself going to get my master's degree at the time I didn't see myself continuing school I was in that brink of I don't know what I'm about to do but I know I'm tired of being in school and I know I don't want to pursue my degree so what am I supposed to do so was I prepared no I, I I wasn't prepared for anything. It was just building up the, the plane and, and, and flying it. But did I know that was I prepared for my career? No. Was I, did I feel like I could manage life? Yes. So I think that that it depends on what side of it that you're trying to be on. But in terms of feeling prepared, well, I wouldn't even say I was sure if I, if I was prepared for life because that was a little bit of a shell shock as well being a little bit more sheltered and spoiled than the average college student and beforehand was also a bit of shell shock to me as well. So did I prepare? feel prepared? Maybe all in all, I guess not. I didn't know what I was doing. I still <laughs> am not sure if I know what I'm quite doing. I'm figuring, I haven't figured out for the most part now. So no, I don't feel prepared. And I would love to hear from somebody who felt that they were prepared because what does that look like?
0: Yeah, I, I was, I was definitely going to say that same thing. Um, I don't know too many people who were like, "Yeah, I was ready when I left." I was like, "But, but I think that," I, and I don't, and and I don't know if it has to do with the university. I don't know if it has to do uh, when I'm talking about the specific university. I don't know if it has to do with the type of university, whether it's an HBCU or or, or, or a predominantly white institution. Fair. Um, but I, I I really don't know too many people who were like ready to go when they left college. It was, I'm figuring it out. Uh, and, 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 it, and it may be because I just know a bunch of people who are in education. I think that may be it as well, right? Because we've talked about it a lot on the show that a lot of educators weren't prepared when they tipped. Like, they didn't have the knowledge that they were supposed to have. They mm-hmm. didn't have the tools that they were supposed to have. They walked into a teaching situation that was not the ideal situation that they were told about. It was not their their um their um I can't even think about it right now. their student teaching situation, it just wasn't any of that, and so when they walked out and they walked into their own position, it was a, a, a position of uncertainty. It was a situation mm-hmm. of uncertainty um so i I really don't know what that looks like i know i have I have talked to my professors at tech, and I've heard them mention that they have schools specifically connected to the, the university that they more or less try to get their students, you know, their graduating students in as, you know, teachers once they graduate. Um, so I know that those types of things are happening in certain places, but in totality, I don't know what being prepared looks like. Yeah. Um, like people say, like you, you were about to say, and I know kind of Walter kind of said it in, in, in the chat, he was prepared for life. I don't even know what that looks like. Right. Because college, you can say whatever you want to say. College shelters, it's, it's shelters by, but you get three square meals a day. And if you live in on campus, you straight, like you not think about all that kind of stuff now. Mm -hmm and then now it's a whole nother ball game when you're talking about loans and stuff like that because when you graduate you wouldn't even think about them loans you
1: i was like, like who was worried about that
0: it was like yo i'm we still good and then they all of a sudden you hit that graduation and they send you that information and you're like well what the i
2: wasn't I deferred didn't I Deferred. that's what somebody i told about deferred great it still ain't got to think about it pass it to the next year
0: or next safe. whatever you are terrible I'm
2: being honest. That's exactly what happened. You said what loans? I don't know. I I don't know who she is. defer it. We'll we'll think about it later.
0: I'm just saying at the oh god, that's so terrible. At the end of the day, though, I'm just saying like I don't know what look being prepared for life looks like. Like yeah, what does that look like? I I can't listen. I left Houston, went to Virginia, stayed in Virginia for. eight to nine years left Virginia and went to St. Croix like that. I wasn't prepared for none of that at all. I I wasn't prepared to meet a a group of people. I ain't never been around before. Like I, I I wanted the experience. Don't get me wrong. You know, you know, blue, blue water, by the way, side note, I made myself a promise. I will never again get in brown water again after living in Saint Croix for two years. You ain't got to make that face. You don't act like you ain't never been to Galveston. You know what that water looked like in Galveston. So
2: exactly. And when I when I knew better, I started to do better. Exactly. <laughs> I
0: ain't to, look. I ain't getting that mess no more. But yeah, I, I went to Saint Croix and and I lived there, and I wasn't prepared for that mess either. Like I don't. I, I was trying to navigate that. Like they gave. Like when I got there, they set me up with a place, which was super dope. I was I was happy about that. But I had never paid like rent before and dealt with my own bills. And I'm out here in the middle of nowhere where nobody knows me. I ain't got no family around. And I got to navigate through that. And college ain't prepared me for that. I was once again, three square meals a day. I can eat as much and drink as much as I want to. And you gave me a card with some extra point daddy so I can go to the Pizza Hut if I need to or the Chick-fil-A? Nah, I was was straight. I didn't want to leave either until I just got tired of college, though. So that that was a completely different situation.
2: I mean, all relatable content. So honestly, it felt like a bit of a downfall, right? So I'm going to switch it back a little bit. You know how just like the, the show with the high school students, how we told them, you know, you have that shift in high school, you make it to the top, you go back down to the bottom again.
3: Yeah. It
2: felt that same way leaving college, just in a different form, right? Because it's like, okay, let's put it in a bandwagon, right? You you made head drum major or drum major or you made section leader or band captain or whatever, whatever your leadership, or what just the fact that you have four marching years, swack hours, w meak hours, whomever whom's ever hours in your back pocket, right? You got hours you, out. Hours, hours, hours on hours, you know, yours, mine, hours. <laughs> so you have, you known on campus, right? You you have this clout, you have this comfort. Now I'm about to, not only do I have to figure out I'm going into cold switching mode because now I'm leaving my HBCU, I'm leaving my folks, I'm going into the real world. I'm just the inchy, inchy little number. And damn, when I walk out, you trying to tell me these folks I ain't gonna know who I am. That's tough. That's tough to deal with, depending on who you are. I got to start all over and I don't even know where to start from. Child, please, you that we don't talk enough about postgraduate depression. Cause that's a thing too. Cause I definitely felt myself like shit. This is See? what it's like.
0: See, first of all, first of all, I hit the I agree button, and it was really funny because you were talking at the same time, so it was like two of y'all oh, at the same time. I
2: didn't hear. it. What happened? No,
1: you, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I do agree. Postgraduate yeah. depression is something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but real talk. I, first of all, I've never even heard of that. I think that is something that needs to 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 be talked about. Post postgraduate depression. That is real.
2: I don't know it's if that's real. an actual. Oh, I think it's a. Let me it look is? it up. It's a. It may be like a thing thing, but that's like a thing thing that's made by people. A thing thing, maybe like a Twitter thing, something like that. But I mean,
5: yeah. yeah. Don't don't, post don't graduation anxiety. Post graduation, post grad depression.
1: And yeah. then
2: okay let's talk about this right they say okay yes well you go to career services or what have you we'll start getting your resume together okay what's the resume gonna say because i've never really had a true job job that's gonna be that i can put on my resume to get a new job right so now you're telling me i gotta have experience to get a job i gotta have experience to have experience i gotta have a job to get the experience to get experience for the job that i want okay fine now Depending on, on 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 what type of community or or how much uh, knowledge or or mentors or whatever that you had, you get a job. Okay, I didn't know going into um, the 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 workforce that I need to be getting multiple offers. Don't just settle on the first one or two that you get. Because I'm like, well, shit, I got me a job. I got my little money coming in. It's up. Like I'm good no girl you need to be out just because you got your little um uh, whatever you, my starting salary was yeah but are you doing better but then that goes back to well dang is it because i chose psychology that i'm that i'm only able to choose from these quote-unquote jobs or really and truly what jobs am i supposed to be trying to get
0: listen you are preaching right now oh, oh Lord, i'm upset
2: I, because i, I remember, my I remember, you I remember that maya i remember that
0: but, but I remember, see, I got the praise break, praise break music on for you. But I just remember my situation. I remember when things got so frustrating for me that I, and this is a true story, I threw my degree. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I was
0: sitting in the house looking at the degree, and I'm like, bro, I cannot get hired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I've graduated, I got my hours, but I cannot get hired and i just threw my degree like man F this degree now like what the is it doing for me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like and it and it's really like you just your you what you just said brought that memory back for me because i now remember what that felt like mm-hmm. i graduated and had nothing if it wasn't for well first of all the grace of god i'm gonna put that out there father if it wasn't for you then none of that would have been possible but if it wasn't for the grace of god and my boy who was sitting right next to me at the time when it happened dr sanford got a call that he they needed a random they needed a band director in saint croix that was the reason why i went to saint croix i ain't go to saint croix some chill stuff i went to work sure but the only reason why I got that call is I was sitting in the room at the Mm -hmm. time when he called and my boy was like yo Luke can go and I was like I can go where he was like dog shut up pack your bag go You the only reason that's the only reason and way that I ended up starting my teaching career was from that specific situation so I I had never heard of postgraduate depression but I realized I had that shit like
2: it's a it's a It's a thing. And people wonder why. Like, and this is kind of going a little bit off topic, but you know, when we talk about people who have less than, or or people who may be homeless or whatever, it's not many of us are one, two, three paychecks away from being in that same predicament. We wonder what if we look at the statistics. I mean, sure, there are other things that come to it, but just say let's put ourselves back when we graduated, right? Everybody doesn't have a support system to go back to. Everybody doesn't have a family that they can knock on the door and say, mama, daddy, please let me in. I can't find a job. I need some help.
1: So and, it could have been
2: any of us.
1: And
0: hell, oh, you God. talking about, you talking about they didn't have it. Some of these parents and especially old school, Would not. parents is like, no, nah, you're not coming back to my house.
2: You're grown and you're gone. You're grown and you're gone up out of here. Absolutely. So it's like, damn. This is just a spiraling conversation because it's like, okay, well, now sure, we want to be able to get the new generation. We want to get them amped up. We want to get them excited. We want to get them um, to go the quote unquote best route that they can potentially go to so that they can further themselves as individuals and citizens of this god awful place we call Earth. Okay, but then let's think of the severities that could potentially come with it the pros and the cons. Those are the types of things. What? If, if, if you are not hitting it, if you don't have the direction that says, no, you need to start interning as soon as you keep you, you, sophomore year or whenever you are first able to start interning, you need to be doing that. Internships and um I can't think of the other word from a co-ops. Maybe it's co-ops. Yeah. You need to be doing that. You need to be volunteering. Greek life, all these different things. All those things can definitely help you. You need to be building a network. Everybody does not have that same Scale or that same journey within school, so it's likely that a lot of these kids are going to continue to be in those same predicaments that we were. And I mean, it's twenty twenty two; it's the roaring twenties again, if you ask me. So it's like, okay, well, when they get out of school, now what? Again,
0: but see, I think here's the here's the truth about it. You know, and, and and I like I said, I watch a lot of podcasts now. You know, and listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, a lot of people are saying that we about to go back into like a depression Um, because the truth of the matter is, let's be real. If we're going to be super, super honest, the middle class is being cut. Hmm. Like, there's really only going to be the rich and the poor and the middle class is is slowly going away. Hmm. What does that look like with these kids coming out of college? Hell, going to college. Mm -hmm. Getting and creating massive debt before they come out of college, you know, we, we, at this point, we're lucky to be able to have, you know, certain people who have come in and like, yeah, we are going to pay these people's college, you know, college debt. When you all graduate, like we've, we've had these really nice situations and on average that's not happening. And these kids are coming out. Well, hell going in, creating debt, coming out, starting a life in a, in a system and an economy that is, on a whole broken. different level yeah I, yeah broken but now they have to navigate through that find jobs when it, and i go back to the educator side of it find jobs in a situation where educators are making a mass exit and they just gonna they're gonna what swoop them in give them this 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 chance to be able to teach to find out how bullcrap it is so they can then step away from education to find or figure out their lives again. Like it's, it is, it is a crazy, crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I don't, I really wouldn't know what the answer is, but I will say that on average, I don't know anybody who has been prepared to leave college. If there is one, like you said in the chat, I need to hear from you. Please, um, <laughs>
2: because I would love to know and what I, that look at look like.
0: And I pinned the link for you guys to come in. We got one more topic, and then uh, I'm going to start bringing folks in. But I pinned the link. If you're on YouTube, uh, you can watch it, or you can come get it on YouTube. But I I pin the link inside of the chat. All right, let's go on to the last topic. And then after that, uh, we'll let some folks in uh, so they can get their thoughts off and talk that talk with us. All right, welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. Uh, We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU, band, culture, music, music, education, and more. Man. This has been a heavy, heavy conversation. So, man, y'all go ahead and smash that like that for this conversation today. Uh, also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up tomorrow on all your podcast networks. Just make sure you type in "Real Talk That Talk," and if you're on Apple Podcasts, type in "Talk That Talk," and it'll pop right up for you. Last one, last topic. Uh, I really felt something with this one, and 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 it really coincides with what we just talked about. Um. And I actually have kind of a personal story with that, but we'll talk about that. Um, I didn't finish my degree. Am I a failure?
1: Sure.
2: No, you certainly are not a failure. I. This is this is wild. This is wild. This is intense. No, you're not a failure. But it's like, how do you tell somebody that, right? Because. What am I supposed to do? Right? No matter what the issue was or the reason for me not finishing my degree. Okay, if the next best thing is you're not gonna finish your degree, go to work. If electricians, if plumbers, if those types of skill sets are not readily available, or you know, like something or if you don't have like a talent, a hobby or something that you can grasp in the back of your pocket, what are you supposed to do? You didn't finish your degree. You're not a failure. But again, how do you tell somebody that when you say like, oh, somebody with a bachelor's degree or a master's, master's degree feels the same way? So, no, absolutely. Like, I would never want anybody to feel like they're a failure. But then, okay, what do we do? What's the solution? Because I don't know what it is. Because now everybody's in this
1: broken boat. This is heavy.
5: So, here's a true story.
1: Okay, give me one. I'm listening to
2: you. I got to go stir the pot real quick, but I can hear
0: you. Making noodles. All right. uh, So this is a true story. The true story is this. The only reason
5: why I um, stayed at Norfolk State is because I didn't want to come home and and feel like a failure. That is the honest to God truth. Um. So, I, as you guys know, from Houston, went to Virginia, stayed in Virginia, ran out of money. Like I marched my four years, I marched the fifth year, cause cause I had,
0: I had more hours to take, and ran out of money, had to beg Doc. Said Doc, man, I need some more bread. I, I, you know, I ain't got no more bread. Blah blah blah. He said, Well, Luke, I'll give you some more money if you march one more year. Didn't want to march that year. That was the year of the Honda, uh, the the big Honda show. Oh six, oh seven. Um, but you know, still had a couple more hours to go even after that year. Um,
5: and Norfolk State is high as giraffe. Yeah. And so, but I I, I didn't
0: want to go home. My mother was like, yo, you can just come home and go to Texas Southern. I was like, mom, I don't want to come home and not finish something that I started mm-hmm. because I didn't
5: want to feel like
1: mm-hmm.
5: a failure. Um, but I've met so many people who did not complete their degree and they feel
0: like, they have not been successful in life because of that fact. They feel like they have failed because of that fact. Um, so yeah I, I just I wonder, and th- that's where this question came from, like, if you didn't finish a degree, do you are you truly a failure? i i
2: don't I don't believe so, but I get it I get how someone could feel that way and it doesn't even have to be so much as finishing your degree no matter what degree it was bachelor's master's phd associates ged how do you tell somebody hey or especially when you had a folks that was like you can do this you we're gonna set you up go go here I'm, I'm gonna make sure i take care of whatever it wasn't for me Or, no matter, like I said, it doesn't matter how you didn't finish the degree, whether you didn't have the money, whether you just didn't follow, you you didn't like it, life happened. Life could happen and swoop you right up on out of that thing without you even necessarily wanting to leave. True. So it's like the the resounding statement is no, you're not a, a, a failure. But again, and then what? Right? So, how do we fix that? How do we improve someone's thought process on themselves? Because it's easy to say, like, well, had I finished my degree, then maybe I would have had a better chance in life. Maybe I would have had a better chance at getting an opportunity or, or, or getting a particular job. But then you have other people on the other hand that say, well, I chose not to go to school or I dropped out of school because I wanted to. And I'm doing far better than I ever foresaw myself doing or being. So I mean, for anybody who's 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 well, cause I mean, technically we've all been there. Whether it was degree or not, we've all felt like a failure or didn't necessarily complete something that we wanted to. So I think that that's just a life lesson that no, you're not a quote unquote failure no matter whether you know what the issue is or what happened. But yeah, like this is this is heavy because there could be a many reasons why someone did not finish. You see people going back to school. Every day. You know, you, you see, all, especially on social media, oh, daughter and mother, mother and son graduated or someone goes back to school and achieves their, their bachelor's degree at 92, whatever the case may be. It can be done. But again, it does not take away from the fact of your initial experience or what caused you to leave. No, you're not a failure. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, I, you know, and, and you you hit some nails on the head there. You know, the people that I have met who have not completed and feel like a failure. I've also met people on the other side who who had this dream and this goal of what they were going to do when they graduated. And then they graduated and they didn't get the job that they wanted to. And now they're working at, I don't know. JCPenney or something like that. And they're like, I just feel like I'm not living up to my potential. And I failed because I'm 27 and I'm not where I want to be. I think, I think both sides are a major issue. Mm -hmm. I think one side of the issue is it's more, you you get people like me who were like, I didn't want to feel like a failure. So I just just kept accruing debt because I didn't want to feel like a failure. Um, and then you have those people who are like, well, I'm, I'm a tip and I'm a BI. We just going to figure it out and I'm mm-hmm. going to have to navigate it. I think there's just so many different sides of the spectrum. I think that what we have to do, I, I think there's a such thing as, I mean, well, we know a such thing as tough love, right? Like we, we, have to, we have to find a way to be encouraging I don't know, be encouraging with still, you know, putting our foot down. I guess that 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 makes sense, right? Like, no, man, you didn't fail, but you're going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to navigate through that, right? Like, And I think that also has to do with parents, our parents, our parents, you know, before us, where they put this stigma on us that we have to do it a specific way and live the quote-unquote American dream. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching out there, the American dream does not exist anymore. Period. It does not. It may have existed in the 80s. May have. It was still around a little bit in the 90s. As of now, the American dream does not exist. Go to college, get a job. You will be straight. Does not exist anymore. Now, it's just a completely different thought process. As a parent. I'm not telling my kids that
1: mm-hmm.
0: now I will tell your kids, you're going to have to work for what you want. Sure. Now, I'm not telling my kids that you're going to go to college and you're going to do it. I-, I can't do that. I- I'm-, I'm going to encourage them to go to college. Don't get me wrong.
1: Sure.
0: But I'm not, I'm also not going to tell them that it's the end all be all. And I'm not going to make them feel like it's the end all be all. Now, if you're going to choose to go to college, then I'm going to want you to be successful in it. But I'm not going to say that's the end-all, be-all. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that's just, that's just my, my thought process. And I just don't think
5: that you are a failure if you don't finish.
1: No, I don't think so either. Not, not in the least bit.
2: And,
0: and also, you're not a failure if life doesn't happen the way you want it.
2: Not so, in the least bit. We, Whether we, by we, trial, by force, or by nature.
0: Yeah, we, we gotta also be honest with that too, right? Like we can't sit up and say, Well, well, we, we we I don't know too many people who actually physically say it to people, but I know people who beat themselves up because of it. Sure, I know people who are like, I like I said before, I, I'm 27 and I did this and, and I'm just not where I need to be. It's okay. Your moment will come. You keep grinding, you keep pushing, you keep doing the things that that you know are going in the right trajectory. Don't just give up on yourself listen i and, and and see now i'm gonna start preaching in a second everything happens on god's time not your time you know right. what i'm saying so, so if you know that if you know that that and, and if you if you trust the, that that he will take care of you all you got to do is just keep putting in the work all right nobody there was there's some people make it make make the things happen that they went the way they want to happen it's very minute People who have these long lists of things they write down that they want to happen at certain times. And the percentage of people that that happens to is very low. And you can't base your life off of what somebody says they're doing on Instagram. I can, get, I can tell you right now, most of them is lying. Sure. All right? Stop basing your life off of social media and please don't base your life off of your partners and your partners, partners. Please. They live in their life. Don't base your life off of that. And I think that that's where we 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 fall short too, you know. Coming up in the '90s and coming up in the '80s, one of the things that I know a lot of people used to live their life vicariously through was the magazine, you Mm -hmm. know. Whether it was Word Up magazine, you know, we used to. I don't know if I don't know if you had a Word Up magazine, but back in the day, we used to. Know what a Word Up magazine? I'm saying you may know what it is. I don't know if you like had.
2: Yes, I. I, Yes. But yeah, you. you Yes, I know. I had one.
0: You know, you, your word Up magazines, your source, you know, uh, Ebony's, Jets, all that like we would people would look in that and they would say, this is what I want and this is what I aspire to be. And this is what I think that it should be. I want to live my life like this. And then when it doesn't turn out that way, you think that you are failing. No, those people are living the life that they should be leaving, leading you live your life and it will happen the way you need it and want it to happen all you got to do is trust and know that you are being led in the right direction by your lord and savior i'm sitting up here preaching lord it ain't even sunday yet it's wednesday lord oh lord jesus
3: amen all right
0: so um (laughs) but yeah so i i I just think that's what it is i think that we're living too much vicariously through our social media as well i think that's what's also happening
2: oh for sure because it's definitely a facade a similar simulation all of it all because I can tell you right one of my girlfriends um I know somebody right now I'm talking about at least 80,000 followers you would think that the going is going on okay but when I tell you can't feed themselves has to be taken care of by you know so please don't let that that fool you because just as great as it it looks to be majority of the times so well i won't say majority of the times but it's not always what it's cracked up to be or what it seemingly looks like so
0: yeah you 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 being nice majority of the time i'm i'm just, <laughs> shut up justin uh majority no it's of, a
2: dude it's a dude actually
0: ah uh, smith <laughs> he's gonna it's, try to look the page up too all right
2: <laughs> it's, it's a dude that should actually like when i talk about brands partnerships all types of stuff should be hitting it
0: but it's it, it's knocking on somebody's door to get a meal to feed themselves, asking for twenty dollars to put in the gas tank, type like. I
1: mean, I mean, like I said, I think it's a majority of the time though. Like,
0: oh for sure. Like, I mean, like, I listen, yeah. listen. I, I'm gonna just go to put it out there. This ain't got nothing to do with what we talk with with this specific conversation, but it does. Like, like I tell my wife all the time, like, stop looking at these chicks who who think they got these like super dope bodies, like. These bodies are fake, bro. And then they'll put it up like it's real. It ain't real. You now don't for. make it
2: hard for the natural body girls. Now, now, no, don't do that.
0: No, 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 no. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is oh, that natural. Man, I think good. the natural body women need to be a little bit more prevalent. But what happens is that's not what's happening. What's
3: happening for is sure.
0: going to get paid, getting getting their bodies paid for, and then saying, "Come and buy my tummy tea, And then saying, oh, "All yeah. you got to do is buy these little band daddies, my tummy tea and also get on my little they pro program." They ain't them. really do. You know right. what I'm saying? Like most of these people are faking. So there there is a is there a sector of people who are really doing it and getting out of the mud and, you know, what I'm saying actually working for it? absolutely sure. But, but the, the majority of, of people on social media is faking it. I'm just going to keep it a no I mean, no, on.
2: you exactly right. And take it a step further. I mean, I'm back in fake capital. I'm in right smack dab in Houston where everybody is a celebrity.
0: Hey, 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 everybody man. We're not, gonna, hey, we're, not, we're not talking about No, listen, talk we're that, that about talk about so we're going to talk it. Everybody,
2: everybody it. is a gajillionaire.
0: Today is 713, man. We ain't going to do exactly it.
2: exactly. Prime day to talk about
0: it. Oh, man, don't do that to me.
2: Faker's Vanessa's day. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, now you know everybody down here is a celebrity. Everybody is that girl. Everybody is that dude everybody got stacks on stacks on stacks I can go get a section whenever I want to and I should just be walking around with my, with my glasses on my, my aunt shaped body and whatever the case <laughs> may be just because it's it's, it's, it's country out here
0: that's but I'm gonna be real being somebody from the city that
5: is that's actually a new new it's been that way it had not always been that way no no no. i fully agree but i'm saying right here
1: right now this yeah atlanta, it is
2: now. Atlanta, it atlanta is now. and Atlanta. Atlanta in this child
0: yeah houston houston and atlanta is is pretty basically very very the scam
2: capitals of the world <laughs> yeah
0: i'm not, i ain't gonna lie to you you absolutely right all right man uh shoot we we gonna wrap this one up and uh yeah, man, see, I feel you. I ain't feeling this Houston slander, man. We ain't going to be doing this today, man. We ain't, we ain't going to be doing it, man. We not, we not. There's
2: no slander. It's nothing but facts over here.
0: Hey, look, I didn't come up in that era of, of the city. So that ain't, that ain't, that's, that's, that's this new age. That's the new age.
2: But it's still re- relevant right now.
0: Mm, I guess. All right, man, let's go ahead and, and uh, let some folks in Quan trying to get in here. I don't know if I should let Quan Kwan... in.
2: Now let him suffer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. All right, uh, let's let Justin in, and we're gonna let Quan in while Justin got his got this topic going. All right, come on, Justin, what's up, bro? Justin, you
1: yes. on
5: mute? We can't even hear you, though. Yeah, speaking. Not working. Try again. Check your audio uh, settings. Let's go ahead and let Quan uh, in. His old phony picture.
0: Not bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, also, man, uh, if you guys want to get in and talk that talk with us, man, I uh I pinned the the link in the top of the chat and YouTube. So you can go ahead and hit that. If you want to, uh Justin, uh, come back out. No, because we can't hear you. So go back out and then come back in. God leave my big
5: face on here. All <laughs>
1: right,
5: what's up, Quan? What's what what you got, bro? Phony.
1: You want to do all that and you ain't
5: got no sound, no picture, know nothing. Oh Lord. And yeah. you were in the car. I can't hear. Him. Are you talking? Oh, y'all phony today, boy. Y'all ain't y'all ain't no audio. I can't hear
1: you either.
4: You hear me
0: now? There we go. There we go. We oh, got why
4: about the say, I don't know what's going on. Man, y'all don't mm-hmm. hear preaching tonight, man. I'm talking about I'm in this thing. Yes, yes, (laughs) that that uh, what it was that post graduation depression, whatever that was, y'all talking about. Listen, I went through that thing. I'm talking about you got to keep up with the Joneses. Like, you you got to find a reason to graduate because the kids that actually look up to you because you're so popular on campus they Mm -hmm. graduate before you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a you know you start not to know people on campus because all these new people here. I did exactly what you did. Uh I picked up another major because I definitely wasn't ready to graduate. I had no job lined up. What?
1: Mm-hmm. Man, I'm
4: talking about I I am on the subway paper right now and stuff that uh that so I'm just going a few things. Uh when you when you're grown, you're gone. That's a real thing. Parents, which I don't agree with because I had a friend in college, he his people was, you know what I'm saying? And they talk about generational wealth. He was able to graduate college and go back home and work and live down until he stacked his money to get out. We don't do that at the back. Um uh, something I was thinking about. You was talking about um, when you when, when go and you're grown, but some people have it different. I, I come from that hood pole, been working at McDonald's to, to save my money to go through high school and college. I'm talking about, I know a situation to where a dude graduated college and he had to, his family depended on him to be mm-hmm. the breadwinner now because they sacrificed him to go to college. Mm-hmm. And imagine if he didn't have a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a whole nother depression. Your your family gave all their money to you to go to school, and you you ain't turned out to do what they thought you was gonna be. So imagine that. Um, what I was saying, oh y'all yeah, talking about the um, the photography and stuff like that. Like sometimes I do be saying to myself, I graduated in mass communications, public relations, and I got a degree in criminal justice. And sometimes I sit up here and say, like, dang, I really could have did this without got a degree. Pick up that camera, like your like your friend Luke. I'm talking about. It's, I used my degree, worked for a PR firm, did it, hated it in Atlanta, whatever, office in the sky, suits and ties every day, just didn't, didn't like it, you know what I'm saying? But then, picked up this, now I'm living better than I ever thought I would be. Like, my, you just said, Houston, the, the uh, what is, the, the, the fake it till you make it capital of the world? <laughs> try, try being able to, buy a section night of the week I want to. But Sorry. try having it and not really not having it. I could, but do I want to? Sorry. No, so... Y'all preach about so much stuff. I just want to let y'all know y'all would hit the nail on the head. I'm talking about Luke, when you was asking uh, ask for most um, scholarship money, that was me asking the housing leader because I was an RA, could I be oh, an man. RA one more semester so I wouldn't have to pay for my housing or whatever, and doing the same thing like this needs to be talked about more. You know what I'm saying? Last thing, you went to college, I'm from the hood. You put them in the hood. I was the one that um, when somebody go down, Jay, go inside because you can't be out. Here, because you got to be the one to leave out. I'm talking about when well, you went to college and everybody expecting you to be so much, but then you watching your friends who didn't go to college like start their life and start businesses and make a lot of money that no debt. So, dang, the one who probably envied me for going to college probably making more money than I am after I graduate. You know what I'm saying? Last thing I said, one last thing. The real services at these School be BS. Yup. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. I interned for career services, and I was like, I got a job at the school being a recruiter, so I understand how things work. I just feel like we just need to do a better job. Like now, when we talk about band scholarships, I'm cool with a lot of band directors in the in HBCUs. I don't even promote their schools a lot unless I know for sure you you're trying to give money to these kids to help. Like, is they gonna have a thousand dollar debt each semester? I can work with that because I can give a kid another thousand dollars each, so we gonna school free. Versus us just trying to get kids to go to school. Like Luke you say you might not even preach college to your kids. You probably gonna preach whatever. It's so much like y'all really y'all we get spoil and stuff on it live, but we hitting the nail on the head. So I just want to let y'all know this some real topic. Me my subway paper, I don't know if you got a little Instagram sign, but y'all is on it tonight. I just want to y'all to know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey man, anytime you already know how it is, man. We we gonna try to keep it as real as possible, bro. Yes sir. Man, appreciate you man. As always, as always.
5: Hi right, man. Hi. Thank all you. Right, what you want, Corn? Say bro stop all that, bro. Stop <laughs> all that. Stop all that.
0: Miss y'all too, bro. You like you like the big brother that that was like, bro. He don't want to play the game with me, bro. Come yeah. come on, bro. I'm yeah. trying to be great out here. I'm hey, trying man, to be
1: great.
0: You good with me, man? You good. What's what's good? You you just hanging out or you you just
5: trying to tap in with us? Trying to get in on the last couple of minutes, or you just want to talk?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not with that Metro PCS. Connection.
4: I don't even know what he said. What'd you say, Doc? He said. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he said. <"I'm...
1: laughs> look,
0: look at it. Got the wheel going. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. <laughs> We're gonna leave him up. We're gonna leave him up. Come on over here, Chuck, man. What you got, bro?
3: <laughs> what's up, family? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, we good. Man. Hey, what's up? Um, well, first of all, uh, first and foremost, I apologize. I came in late. I'm just waking up from that after band camp nap. I see Quan is in band camp right now, too. So um listen, before you even go in, that after band camp
0: nap be the best nap uh, ever, bro. I was like. Stuck to the bed. I was glued to the bed. Listen, that time go by so quick when you snoring and you wake up, you're like, God dang, five hours. <laughs> five? Mm-hmm. Hey,
3: real, real talk, my daughter, she's, she's 12, and she's coming to band camp. She's always came to band camp, but she's actually participating oh, uh, right. with the dance line. And she, I woke up to a text. This is real. She was like, um, Dad, you didn't wake me up. We're late for camp. She thought it was the next day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay,
3: I, did, I did that
0: one time. Uh when I when not when I first started teaching, it was about maybe four years after. Mm. Man, I was knocked out and I woke up and it was hype <laughs> and I was like, oh shoot. And I started getting up and I looked at the clock. I was like, oh man, God, man, I laid back down.
3: That's exactly what happened. I was like, babe, it's not even the next day. So <laughs>
1: that's so sweet.
3: <laughs> right. So uh um, but no, uh, when I came in, uh it's crazy, you know, Julie and I, our stories very are, are parallel in a lot of ways. Um and and one of the things that i was thinking cuz you were mentioning about like running out of money you know and that was definitely it definitely happened you know happened to me but you know what if it was you know i, I think of my situation a little bit like i went my first year was at a school that you know i didn't want to go to um, but I had to go because money, you know, it was being taken care of. Everything was taken mm-hmm. care of. And, and and coming from a single income home, my dad being a retired military and and my mom medically retired, you know, it was like, hey, this is where you gotta go. And it ended up not being like the best fit, you know, for me. And and I had to make a way to get to eventually where I wanted to go. And then ended up kind of being back. But I, you know, I bring that up because um, you know, like Justin just said, a lot of times, I, I, and I can say this confidently, that sometimes, you know, our collegiate directors or even our colleges, I tell my students it's a business, you know, and they, and they sell a dream, you know, sell a dream sometimes. And, and I always give them the, uh, the comparison. I always say two things. One, I always say, you don't go to Best Buy to buy a watermelon. Because they don't sell them there. So why would you go to a school that doesn't have your major and is investing in students? I can honestly say, you know, one of my alma maters. I mean, ANC has three buildings for engineering. They're like two to three floors. You know, you see what they're investing their money and their time in. And, um, and that's attractive for those individuals being in a major. But I also say, I was like, you wouldn't, would you ever go to a store and spend, shoot, not even 300 but but $100 and not know what you're getting? And so a lot of times we send kids to school, they have no idea what they want to do. And, and 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 I think it's it's such a uh it's it it cripples them early. I agree. they that they, when they're not like have an idea. You know, I was fortunate I knew when I was coming in what I was gonna major in and what I wanted to do. Of course, there was a lot of trials and tribulations along that way, because of what they don't tell us is as a music major, you understand okay. that. Most of our classes are one credit hour classes. I mean, my, my freshman schedule was 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11. I had a little break for lunch, jazz rehearsal, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Then I had to get my butt ready for a rehearsal for BAM practice, which started at 5 and ended at 11.30 at night sometimes. Like, wow, some of my friends were getting done with class at 1 o'clock. And that's why I was doing
0: me. That's why it was difficult for me because I had because I was an out-of-state student.
3: Oh God, so it was double.
0: To right, trying to pay for those one-credit classes, yo, and and like like I said, ran out of bread, ran out of money.
3: Yeah, and that's a reality, and it happens, and 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 I think again, we we sell this dream, you know, and and of course, you know, I, I, it just works out, I guess, for some of us that we get to go to the college that we want to go to, and then they have a good band program. And we're like, hey, like, OK, it's got everything. But there's a lot of kids that are picking their schools based off a band mm-hmm. and they're not majoring in music. And it's just kind of you're in this cycle. You know, I mean, we all remember, you know, waiting in that line for a refund check, you know, and it was like everybody was just like, man, you know, y'all. You know, some people didn't get it. Some people didn't get a refund at all.
0: I got one. That was it
3: right you know and 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 i mean you just i just think about these long lines that people were just waiting and really that was like a lifeline but to be honest sometimes we were just blowing it you know i, I mean you remember and now they got lawsuits out there but i remember they used to get me all the time like hey free pizza if you fill out this credit card application and we were like man we better get this pizza dog, and it killing our credit score you know, and and that thing staying on there for years, man. So you know, for for what I caught, you know, um, definitely this is a conversation that needs to be had. And I'm so excited that I'm starting to see um, auxiliary and dance lines start to invest in endowments for scholarships. Like I always I have, a, I have a senior right now, and she is interested in majoring in engineering. And I'm like, and she is, she can twirl, she can dance. I'm like, you got to consider going to A&T. She's like, yes, it's on my list. And I know that they're starting, they've been starting an endowment. to gets these girls scholarships, like the amount of time that they spend, you know, being invested in this university program they deserve it just like everybody else. And I love like FLOMO, Florida Memorial. I've got to spend a lot of time with a lot of their staff. And I know a lot of them indirectly. And they say everybody gets a scholarship, whether it's like 2000 to 10000 You know, everybody. And, and, and I think just like our athletes, I, I think of uh, the Fab Five at Michigan. And I remember watching the 30 for 30 on them. And they were like, man, we just sold out this home game but we don't have enough money for pizza. Our jerseys are being sold, all this merchandise and we don't get a dime. And I know some folks, you know, feel some type of way about college athletes getting some finances, but if they're giving a huge service to the university, like Anzi, we used to see billboards of the band, blue go marching machine, all this stuff all over the place and none of us getting any scholarship money. I did 5 consecutive seasons in that band and got scholarship my last semester. And because I needed it. I needed to stay in. So I was like, doc, I don't have any money. I ran out of financial aid. I cannot, you know, participate if if I don't have my bill bill cleared. And fortunately, he was able to make some calls and make some things happen. But, you know, we just never had it. You know, we just never had it and available. So you think about the tons of people that have given this service to the University Band program and, and never get a dime. And then still trying to figure out navigate school. It's just it, it's crazy. So like you were saying, Julian, for our kids, we you know, college is an option. It's not the end all be all. Um, but it's definitely we preach to our kids about just investing in their education. And there's several different ways to learn, you know, and, and, and to grow and to be better. But we, we ha- I, I think I feel that things are changing on the education side um if you didn't see this uh, everybody's posting like North Carolinas they're like the worst state you know for teacher pay i taught there for Yeah seven we years.
0: we watched we uh posted we talked about did. it yeah. it's,
3: it's insane and i'm like man i've dealt with that for seven years like just trying to pinch pennies you know and and figure it out and and it's insane um, you know, what some of these states do. I remember Texas came and recruited a bunch of North Carolina t- they, and they swept a bunch. They were like, what, we getting paid for this and we get to live in Texas? Man, we about to bounce, you know. If I yep. would have known that earlier, I probably would have did it too. But uh, again, you know, uh, I think these topics are, are more important and, and we have to continue just, just being honest about it. We had a Facebook group at A&T and it was, you know, I want to blow up the financial aid office. Because every time he went, it was some type of hassle, it was some type of mess. And and that is like you can hear it about all of our HBCUs. There are like four programs, not to switch topics right now, that don't have band directors. And camp or school is about to start really soon they ain't
0: announced they don't either have band directors or they haven't announced who the band director is. right
3: and and i know several of those candidates you know and if they talk to me in private they're like bro like how am i supposed to move from state to state in the next week or so i got a whole family some of them are not providing moving expenses some of them are not like the pay is horrible. You get paid more teaching in public schools than you do on these university levels, but you have way more responsibilities. So uh, again, these conversations have to con- continue being told. I feel that there are a shift because I did hear of some universities kind of upping things up on the finances and moving expense. And I'm like, okay, you know, they're starting to get it. But uh, again, um, you know, we, we, we sell this dream and, and there's so much attached to it.
0: Yeah, man, most definitely. And I, I think I'm going to be honest, like, you know, I, I always want to try to bring up the conversations that that are either not being had or should be had. And one of the things that that, um, you know, we realize with conversations like this, we don't know everybody's story.
1: Sure.
0: You know, we, we look at everybody and that kind of goes back to that social media thing that we were talking about earlier. But we look at everybody and we, we see them like, oh, man, they're doing all right. They, they all right. You know, but we don't know their story. Um, it's so many people who will look at somebody like me and envy me and, and things like that and I may be looking at them and like man they got something that I like you know what I'm saying but they don't know the things that I've been through the struggles that I've had the things the times that I went without you know what I'm saying I I distinctly remember and, and I'm pretty sure she don't mind us put mommy putting it out there because I don't mind being very transparent but mm. I, I distinctly remember there was a time uh when I had to go give my plasma to just get to you know dinner you know yeah. or get lunch or just be able to eat uh sitting up in this in the chair like shoot i hope nobody knows who knows me walks in right now and see me giving this blood and this plasma you know what i'm saying to get this couple of a bu- couple of bucks like so i mean and that goes back to the navigation of after we leave school because this happened after I got out of school. Right. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, like I said, we, 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 just don't know everybody's story. We just don't know everybody's situation. So, you know, these conversations are great because it, it gives us a reason to find out why we're more connected than, than we think we aren't.
3: So yeah, right. Definitely,
0: right. definitely.
3: 100%. Now I definitely agree, man. And, and, and on the flip side though, cause you guys were talking about, you know, just, just again, everybody's story being different. There are some things that people that, you know, um, made a decision either to go in a different direction um, before finishing um, or not that we could have did better to kind of help our situation. Um, you know, I know as teachers, we have to do our observation hours um, and then student teaching and things like that. And and, and a lot of times um, we are either not guided in the right direction or we just kind of You know, like just with the practice exam, we we wait to the last second to kind of, you know, I'm saying get our stuff together and then wonder why, like, things don't pan out. Like, there's some things that could be, um, you know, done a whole lot better to to get the end result, you know, to get the end result that you wanted. I wish I would have did my master's a whole lot earlier than when I did. I think it was like 10 years after. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I got homework. Like, (laughs) this is my daughter's doing homework and I got homework as well, too, you know. And so... um, definitely um you know that there's two sides two sides of the coin of course they say hindsight is 2020 but i do feel that we have to and and we can get back to the collegiate talk we have to have individuals in these positions that have a been through the you know been through these different situations and this is where experience comes in i'm not one to say that you have to have you know um you know, they say highly degreed and certified and stuff. Yes, that stuff is important, but you got to have the experience with it. That goes a long way. Like when military people get out of their service, they have tons years of experience and, um, you know, and that, that accounts for something in, 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 different areas. And, and we have to have that when, when you have, younger individuals in in certain positions and not saying, you know, it happens all the time, but you have younger people in these positions and they don't have that experience and just experience in life. It's kind of hard to be a mentor and to give guidance and, and those things. Like I was always told as a director, they were like, okay, you're going to have seniors that are going to graduate and they're going to stick around the city and they're going to want to help out the band. Like they need to go experience life first, because there's a lot of things that can happen because the current students still think of them as their buddy, their friend, and there could be a lot of issues. And and I've learned my lesson. We all listen. And sometimes we don't, you know, in regards to, um, you know, those type of uh, situations. But, you know, again, um, on the collegiate level where we are training adults, we're training adults, future adults, future leaders, in, in, in America and if we don't have individuals that have those life experiences underneath their belt, then I don't know, you know, um we had older directors. I know Julian, you know, you had O'Neill said for Paul Adams. They didn't see it at all. You know, I Doc Hodge, Doc Rough. You know, I mean it they've just it, been around and they are like, all right, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. If you do this, this is what's gonna happen, you know, and and we elicited to it and we didn't. You know, and, and, and just the stress, just the stress of life. So, you know, yeah, this is
0: man. my five my cents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always appreciate it, brother, man. It, you know, always love hearing, hearing your 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 two cents. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: know it turns into, te- into 10. But
0: yeah, <laughs> no, you good. You good, man. But, you know, uh, we appreciate you, man. You know, 100 percent. And I want to make sure you you ready for that band camp
1: tomorrow, bro. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, let me tell you, I had that big nap. Now I'm up. Now you good. Now you now wide awake. Now good. I'm thinking, look, this is my band handbook. Just kind get of did I'm saying, up, it. Update
0: it. Get get <laughs> it right for these, this new year already. Right. All right. Already know, man. Appreciate tonight, you, all, man. Appreciate you, man. Always.
3: Always. All right. Y'all take care. All right, bro. <laughs> all right,
1: peace. Man.
2: All right.
0: You got your food next to you? You good? You get mm-hmm. uh-huh. noodles? Oh. You making noodles?
2: I was making spaghetti. Well, I was making fried chicken and spaghetti because I just had a craving for it. I couldn't find no catfish at the store, so I had to settle for chicken. That's a thing, catfish and noodles. I mean, catfish, catfish and-, and spaghetti. Yeah, just that. So, Weird to food. be honest with you, coming from Texas, it I wasn't a thing. It was a learned thing from my friends that yeah. Mississippi and Alabama and all that. Um, but now it's a staple.
0: Word, word
2: absolutely
0: will not be a stable for me. Anyway,
2: uh you try it. A little white bread,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a little catfish. I oh, don't know. That ain't that ain't for me. All
0: right, uh well, let's get ready. to Go home, go ahead and get out of here so she can hit her catfish and noodles. Uh
1: <laughs> calling
0: them noodles. I mean, they are noodles. I mean it, no matter how you slice it, it's noodles. I right, uh <laughs> any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture.
2: Wow. Boy, we had a time. Like, wow, this was a very, very, very good show. And I think that there's still some things that we could even uncover a little bit a little bit more. Obviously, nobody, as much as we like to say we haven't figured out, we don't quite have it figured out. So, I mean, just, my goodness, I don't even know where to start. I'm, a, I'm almost speechless. Who would have thunk it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's it's been a great show. Um as always, can't wait to do it again. Can't wait to see the folks on um uh, what is that, August 27th. I have to figure out something to gotta figure out what I'ma wear.
0: Uh oh. The star is coming out. So we got we got to,
2: Yeah, it. we gotta figure out a little something. We gotta make it worthwhile.
0: Dude, I'm just gonna be in regular clothes. Regular teeth. Oh, she, she about to she about to shine on everybody all right uh so <laughs> yeah right you you ready you ready and and we got to figure out well i will talk
2: some out. situations yeah for sure yeah
0: figure out what we're gonna do what's going down um during that weekend uh but yeah we'll we'll get all that stuff together um you got a show tomorrow
2: mm, hope so. i mean i'll Ooh, just make it i forgot the text question let me take forget, and i sent. you, you know what life I, life happens isn't that the what we figured out today life be life and okay life be
0: life and you still gotta do what you i know at some point i sent it to you yesterday didn't i oh lord help her jesus help time, is,
2: time is time we're just in a simulation that's all it is time we is not real matrix.
0: we in the matrix yes oh, time
2: yeah. is not real
0: anyway man uh this has been a great great show uh unfortunately kwan couldn't get in his his service was phony he was still trying to get in and and drive at the same time it just didn't happen that way but it's all good man all right other than that we ain't got nothing else we will see you guys next week thank you for tuning in to talk that talk Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand under the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.